a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Live Mike. I'm Ethan Millard here on uh, KSL News Radio, filling in today for Lee. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm so looking forward to today. I'm already in holiday mode. And you know, as I was working with Amy on this show, uh, we just had one thing that we wanted this to be. This is a day before Thanksgiving, big holiday. Haven't we all had enough? We want this to be relentlessly positive. So we got a lot of awesome stuff. It's going to be informative, but I hope it's also going to put everyone in a good mood, especially. Uh, if you're out and about and you're, make, you're starting on those drives, uh, I know a lot of you have already started getting on, getting on down the road. Please stay safe. I just heard that emergency traffic update. I feel so bad for families out there that are going to um, th- that are going through that right now. So stay safe. Be careful out there on the roads, and hopefully we'll keep everyone in a, in a good mood. And uh, as you get where you're going, in fact, uh, I wanted to let's start there with Thanksgiving because I I noticed on Twitter that Spencer Cox who's the incoming governor, current lieutenant governor. He's been elected governor, so he'll be taking over that in in January. He posted a poll on Twitter, and he got over 3,000 responses. So this is, it's not scientific, but, you know, he had a turnout, right? And he just said, hey, with all this is going on, what are your plans? How have your plans changed? Are you doing immediate, immediate household only? Are you doing some kind of gathering, but you've changed it? Or are you doing no change and you're just going for it? And 59%. 59% of the respondents here said that they are sticking to just immediate household Thanksgiving. About 26% said they were going to make some changes, but still push ahead for the most part. And uh, a clean 14% said, no, man, we're not making any changes. We're, no, we're doing it just like we do it every single year. And that's going to include some travel. And it might include some airplane travel. And I was amazed to see and actually impressed to see uh, that over the past couple of weeks, the TSA has rolled out some guidelines for those of you that are traveling for Thanksgiving. Now, of course, some of the guidelines you can guess, right? Get to the airport early, wear slip-on shoes, et cetera, et cetera. But apparently some of you, and I don't know who you are, I'd love to meet you. Some of you will carry on the plane or at least attempt to travel with Thanksgiving dinner dishes, with prepared food. And that blew my mind. Now, I'm surprised it happens at all, but I guess it happens enough that TSA felt like, hey, we got to give some guidelines out here. But if you're the kind of person that cooks your turkey and then flies it to grandma's house, Well, I've got a couple of things that you need to know. And by the way, hit me up on the Utah Community Credit Credit Union text line. That's 57500. You know that. I know that. I'm going to say 57500, probably on my deathbed still. Uh, The Utah Community Credit uh, Union text line, 57500. Are you traveling for Thanksgiving? Have you ever in your life taken prepared foods? I'm not talking about the burrito you got at the airport, which shame on you. You shouldn't do that anyway, because no one wants to sit next to you eating that burrito. But 
prepared Thanksgiving foods. Is that you? Drop me a line, 57500. I'd love to hear what your story is and what it is that you took. But let me share with you some of the TSA recommendations, okay? And, I, and I, they're actually kind of clever with it. This is what they say. If you can spill it, spray it, spread it, pump it, or pour it, then it is not a solid and you got to, it's got to go in a checked bag. So basically their guideline is kind of sticking along the main liquid theme, right? You're only allowed to take very small amounts of liquid with you onto the plane. So they're saying, hey, if it's a liquid, if it can, once again, if it can, if you can spill it, spray it, spread it, pump it, or pour it, which I've done all those with, I've done all of those with Thanksgiving dinner foods, and I think we all have, then it's a solid. You can take it, but it's got to go into a checked bag. So anything that's basically a solid, this includes pies, cakes, stuffing, casseroles, and of course the turkey. All of that can go with you in your carry-on. And that is crazy to me. That is just crazy to me that someone would actually prepare a Thanksgiving dinner of some sort or their part. Maybe you're famous for your green bean casserole. I don't know. And your family is saying, hey, we can't wait to see you at Thanksgiving. If you don't bring that, thing, that uh, green bean casserole, don't come. And if that's the case and you feel like you can't make it there at your destination, you might make it ahead of time, which, which just blows my mind. But you can take a pan of casserole with you onto the airplane. And that's phenomenal. I mean, I absolutely, I absolutely love the, the idea that someone would actually do that. So drop me a line, 57500. They've got, the TSA has an app. And doing a little bit of research for Live Mike today, it prompted me to download the TSA app. It's called My TSA because they have a function on this app, and it is Can I Bring? Question mark. And what you do is you type in an item, and then it tells you uh, whether or not you can bring it. And I thought that was a clever idea, but actually all they do is they just use their existing list of known items. So I tried, for example, to put in soiled diapers. No items found. So I guess I'd have to call. What about dirt? Like potting soil, like dirt. There's nothing. You know what there is, though? Artificial skeleton bones. If you've got artificial skeleton bones, according to the TSA app, you can both carry that on in your uh, carry-on luggage and check bags. You can do either one for um, artificial skeleton bones. So there you know. I got a text here at 57500 that says, Ethan, have you ever heard of comfort animals? Well, it's comfort food. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Eh, that's legit, I guess. If that's your comfort food, you got to take it for, uh, you know, for your, <laughs> your emotional peace of mind on the plane. Well, I, I certainly wouldn't say anything, but I'll tell you what. I got, I, so TSA has got their own set of rules, right? TSA has got their set of rules about what you can bring, but I kind of have my own set of rules too. Doesn't everybody? And I feel like smelly food should not be, man, I don't want to say allowed. It should be discouraged, right? It should be discouraged. And, and this was, this is the thing I was so glad to see, you know, the new Salt Lake International Airport open. They got all these nice restaurants, very local uh, flavors, very cool. But you know, when I see someone standing there at, you know, for example, a cafe Rio, and they're loading up a burrito, getting ready to take it on the plane. I look at that and I think, man, you can't finish that in the terminal. And 
Those are just my thoughts. Anyway, drop me a line, 57500. When we come back, there are two turkeys that have been pardoned in Washington, D.C., but how did we get there? How did they get there, and which hotel have the turkeys been staying in in Washington, D.C.? I have all that information coming up next on Live Mike. Turkey for me, turkey for you. Let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe. Love to eat the turkey at the table. I once saw a movie with Betty Grable. There you go. Now it's Thanksgiving. Now that we got Adam Sandler out there, uh, now it's Thanksgiving. Thanks so much for tuning in to Live Mike today. I'm Ethan Millard. Uh, thanks so much for listening. I'm having such a fun time so far, and I want to thank uh, Amber and uh, and Amy and everyone who's who's uh, helped uh, kind of get this show up and going off the ground in such weird circumstances, but I love this. By the way, uh, you can still catch the Nightside Project on the KSL News Radio app. That's powered by Any Hour Services. So make sure you go and check out Alex and... Uh, me on the case on this radio app the nightside project still in play and i've gotten a few texts from people that i can tell are all listeners of the nightside project someone asking if i've booked my cruise yet and i just want to say i'm about to i got the tab open on my browser right now uh on the topic though of carrying on thanksgiving uh dinner onto the airplane i want to hit a couple of texts here that are coming in at five seven five zero zero i've taken a honey baked ham to alaska twice for the holidays due to the weather one of my flights for alaska got canceled and rescheduled alaska airlines kindly stored the ham in their employee refrigerator and didn't eat any of it. And they stored it for him uh, overnight until his next flight, which I love it. A friend of mine got stopped for her turkey gravy. TSA said if she mixed it with the mashed potatoes, it would be okay. So she did and carried on. And someone else, uh, uh, someone else uh, texted in um, the last flight I was on about a year ago. I actually had to whisper to my husband and ask if he was burping. I kept getting this whiff of something very potent. I was blaming my husband because I thought it was coming from him. We realized the person in front of us had basically brought their own charcuterie board and was eating stinky cheese and salami on the plane. So gross. I mean, I love me a charcuterie board, but not in tight quarters on a plane. And that is my point. Thanks so much for texting that in. I appreciate it. Hey, uh, one of the big Thanksgiving traditions, I love to see it every year, is the presidential pardon of the turkey. Uh, today, or, or this week, two turkeys, one named Corn, the other name Cobb, arrived in Washington, D.C., and President Trump did his duty. Let's listen to that audio of President Trump. Um, what's the pardoning? Something couldn't find it. Uh, pardoning this year's Thanksgiving turkey. Corn, I hereby grant you a full pardon. Thank you, Corn. I love the, and he thanked the turkey. Thank you, Corn. Uh, I love how President Trump does this because he gets very theatric with it. If you've ever seen him do this, he like stands next to the turkey and he raises our, his hand up over the turkey. It's uh, very dramatic. Um, and uh, that actually, though, is a fairly recent tradition. And you may have read up on this a little bit. I know some of this information has been in the news, but actually the first person to pardon a turkey, the first president in modern times to pardon a turkey was President Kennedy. Uh, and I know that there have been a few times in the past, but um, I'm sharing with you when the ball really got rolling to how we see it today. President Kennedy spontaneously pardoned a turkey, just said, hey, let's not eat this one. And he did that three days before his assassination, which I thought was a, a weird confluence of events. Uh, president Reagan was the first president to actually use the term pardon. So Nixon and Ford and Carter, they all they all sometimes ate, sometimes didn't eat the turkey, but the pardon was never a thing. Um, president Reagan used the term pardon uh, after taking uh, a couple of hard questions at the turkey event on the Iran-Contra 
affair. And so he used the term pardon in pardoning the turkey just as kind of a way to kind of brush off some of those questions, kind of lighten the mood up a little bit and kind of get out of there. Uh, it was the first President Bush that made it an annual tradition. And for a while, those turkeys, they went to live at a place called Frying Pan Farm Park in Virginia. That's where the surviving turkeys would go. Frying Pan Farm Park, which is a very suspicious name for me. Oh, yeah, they're going to go live at Frying Pan Farm. Oh, really? That's where you send in the turkey? Anyway, uh, for a while, they were sent to Disneyland, where the turkeys were the grand marshal of the Thanksgiving Day Parade every year, the pardoned turkeys. Uh, they were sent for several years to Mount Vernon, which, of course, is George Washington's old estate. But Mount Vernon stopped accepting the turkeys because um, it's not historically accurate. They never had turkeys at Mount Vernon. So they said, we can't do this here. Uh, there have been a few other places. This year's turkeys are going to Iowa State University. They're from Iowa. And I wanted to share with you also a little bit of information of how they choose these turkeys. So the turkeys that are pardoned by the president, they're actually the same turkeys that are bred for slaughter. And what they do is they take uh, a little ways before the pardon event, they take 50 to 80 birds and they segregate them out into a separate flock for basically training, right? They train them to be uh, less sensitive to noise, to people, flash photography, things like that. Get them used to all that. And then they carve off the 10 or 20 best into a kind of a finalist herd. And then at the end, they select two. And they're actually named by White House staff. They have a child or they have a uh, like an elementary school program where the White House staff names the birds uh, with the students. And they are housed for their time at Washington, D.C. I was amazed by this. They were housed at the Willard Intercontinental Hotel in Washington, D.C., which is going to cost you, if you want to go, this can cost you hundreds of dollars a night. And I looked into it, so I pulled up their website, and actually, they do have a pet policy. Uh, pets are allowed. Uh, service animals are exempt from any fees or restrictions. They are allowed. The maximum pet weight is 18 kilos, which is plenty for a turkey. But listen to what, listen to this. According to the Willard Intercontinental Hotel in Washington, D.C., only dogs and cats are allowed. So obviously these are very, very special turkeys indeed because everyone is willing to bend the rules and then finally not eat them. So I uh, hope you appreciate that little bit of research. Keep those texts coming in at 57500. One last thing that I wanted to hit here. A couple of years ago, President Trump pardoned the turkeys. I want to say this is 2018 maybe. I want to play for you this uh, President Trump turkey pardon. And he tells kind of a little offhand joke. He's trying to lighten the mood, right? There's a lot of drama going on. So he's cracking a little joke. And I want you to listen to it here. This grand tradition, I am pleased to announce that today's lucky bird and guest of honor is named Peas, along with his alternate named Carrots. The children will understand that. The winner of this vote was decided by a fair and open election conducted on the White House website. This was a fair election. Unfortunately, Carrots refused to concede and demanded a recount, and we're still fighting with Carrots. And I will tell you, we've come to a conclusion. Carrots, I'm sorry to tell you, the result did not change. It won't be. Uh, this is so crazy to me. When I heard this, I, I, I don't remember this from 2018. I probably wasn't paying attention. I probably never heard it till today. I was so amazed that in his presidential turkey pardon, he predicted 2020. The, President Trump has this weird way of like making his thoughts 
into reality, like things that he thinks are weirdly manifested in reality in the future. Apparently, he just has no control over it, um, but he can really do it. So uh, I was impressed by that. Uh, hopefully, all the turkeys uh, live long lives. We know they don't. In fact, one of the other little interesting tidbits that I learned is that up until recently, the turkeys lived less than a year because they're bred for size, not longevity. So they develop health problems. If you don't eat them, they get sick and die. And um, But lately, they've been focusing on more longevity in the presidentially pardoned turkeys. And so instead of just hanging out at a, at a farm, they're actually cared for. Some have lived up over three years beyond their pardon, which I think would make PETA very, very happy. All right. Keep those texts rolling in. Five seven five. Five zero zero to the Utah Community Credit Union text line. And make sure that you grab the Nightside Project podcast. Just hit subscribe on there on iTunes or find it at the KSL News Radio app. It's powered by Any Hour Services. All right, we got to wrap it up here. I know we got a news break coming up. When we come back, I'm going to chat with Matt Gephardt. Of course, you know Matt Gephardt, great investigative reporter on KSL TV, about some of the things you want to watch out for involving these unemployment benefits and other things that are coming to us because of the coronavirus, because of the economic troubles. All that's coming up next. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor... You'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.